The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Is it on? It's on now. Now it's on? Yes? Good. Okay. So um, I want to just start this this little dharmat with um, a section of the first chapter from the Dhammapada, and it's on dichotomies. And uh, in it, uh, it's talking about the way that we create our reality, our lives, and um, and. It's in line with the theme of habits that I suggested earlier uh, in the morning. So it starts by saying, all experience is preceded by mind, led by mind, made by mind, speaker act with a corrupted mind and suffering follows as the wagon wheel follows the hoof of the ox. All experience is preceded by mind, led by mind, made by mind, speak or act with a peaceful mind, and happiness follows like a never departing shadow. He abused me, attacked me, defeated me, robbed me. For those carrying on like this, hatred does not end. She abused me, attacked me, defeated me, robbed me. For those carrying on like this, hatred ends. Hatred never ends through hatred, but by non-hatred alone does it end. This is an ancient truth. So, What I want to suggest to you, and I suggest it to myself at the same time, is that the habits of our mind, the patterns that we default to over and over and over again, whether they're patterns that are difficult and unwholesome, or whether they're patterns that are filled with loving kindness and compassion and wholesome qualities, that those patterns will determine the experience that we have at any moment in time. And that they will also um, uh, reveal to us a certain, uh, sometimes we find ourselves falling into periods of of buoyancy or periods of depression or periods of, you know, happiness or periods of grief. Um, and, and those periods, we can notice when those things happen or when those, those ex- experiences happen for us that 
when we look carefully, sometimes we'll notice that we have certain mental habits that show up over and over and over again that we'll begin to tell ourselves a story about what's happening in our life. So we might feel at some point we're in a situation that's difficult. And for some people that might bring up a sense of feeling like I'm, I'm a victim, that this happens to me all the time. And then that idea is, an, that idea, <laughs> there may be some truth to that idea, but the more we replay that idea over and over and over again, uh, the more we reinforce that as a concept about who we are, and that becomes our experience at that time. So if, if we can begin to notice what our patterns of thought are, our habits of thought, or our emotional responses are, we can begin to recognize the direction that we're going in or the experience that we're creating for ourselves. You see? So, he abused me, attacked me, defeated me, robbed me. For those carrying on like this, hatred never ends. She abused me, attacked me, defeated me, robbed me. For those not carrying on like this, hatred ends. You see? So, it's... and. When we recognize, oh, I'm going down the rabbit hole of victimhood, or I'm, doing, I'm going in this direction, or I'm going in that direction, we can choose to think in another way. We can choose where to place our attention. So this is one thing I want to point out um, when, when I read something like this first chapter, um, I can see in my own experience, in my own life, that there are times when, when something is occurring and I fall into a habit of replaying it over and over and over and over again in my, in my mind. It becomes a kind of rumination that happens. And there's a belief, an assumption at play that if I just can think about this and think it through clearly, I'm going to come to the answer. So I think it literally to death. It almost kills me, you see? And at a certain point, I run out of energy. We run out of energy. And then the next thing happens. But being able to recognize these habits of mind allow us um, to have an, a different kind of relationship with our experience. Does this make sense? It allows you to have a little bit more space around whatever it is that's happening for you so that the possibility of a more skillful response becomes apparent or it can become apparent. It allows you to be a friend to yourself it allows you to um, see that you're not necessarily in charge of everything. Everything's not your responsibility. 
So seeing a pattern doesn't mean that suddenly you're going to know exactly what you should do, what your responsibility is. Sometimes it's just the seeing of something that releases the contraction that we may have around it. So I'm seeing some knotted foreheads <laughs> and I want to make sure that, that um, I'm tracking or you're tracking with me because what, I, what I'm wanting to share with you I think is really important. Um, when we can see that our minds really do want to default to old patterns of thinking and behavior, just recognizing that that's a normal kind of a of a experience that we have as a human being. Just the recognition of that is in fact an act of kindness. It's a, an act of friendship for yourself. And to simply sometimes to see something is all that we have to do. We don't have to do anything else about it. That's why earlier in the day when I made this suggestion, I said, see if you can notice any habits that are just, that will come up for you when you're doing sitting meditation and walking. What does, where does the mind go? What does it default to? Sometimes just the recognition that it's defaulting is all we need to know because then we, need, then we know that we're going to victimhood, you see? And when we go to victimhood and we know that we've gone to victimhood, it's completely different than being lost in the idea that I'm a victim or you're a victim. You see? So I was talking about this with some of the people earlier. When we meditate and our mind drifts off and we are daydreaming, we're simply lost in a daydream. But when we know that we're daydreaming, it's a completely different experience because then we know what's happening. So when we know that he abused me and attacked me and I'm carrying on like this, I know that I'm stuck in hatred. She abused me and attacked me and I'm not carrying on like this. I know that I've, I'm in a zone where the opposite is possible. And to recognize this is really important. And I want to just um, finish this little um, dharmed up by saying that neuroscience today is actually studying this very, very um, <coughs> intently because what the researchers have discovered is that the way that we incline our minds, the direction in which we incline the mind, activates in our brain synapses and creates neural networks that will trigger different parts of the brain than the parts that we might normally default to. So if we were triggered by something and we went into a reactive state of fight, flight, or freeze, the part of the brain that responds to fight, flight, or freeze would go crazy. We would have an amygdala hijack. 
but if we were inclining the mind in a new direction towards kindness, loving kindness, awareness, mindfulness, a different part of the brain or different parts of the brain would be activated and the mere inclination of the mind we don't even have to feel loving kindness if we just incline the mind towards the thought of loving kindness we're creating a new kind of a mental habit that turns into over time with practice a new default mode so the default mode of the human brain is to be on guard all the time it's an evolutionary you know it's just part of what it's like to be a human being and we had to be on guard so that we didn't get eaten by the tigers when when we were in the early phases of our history but but the brain that's always scanning the horizon looking for trouble and how to find safety isn't the brain that's at rest or able to choose these other qualities so by inclining the mind in a certain direction we begin t- to create a kind of um, neural response that will support us choosing loving kindness or choosing friendliness or choosing non-hate you see and so all that the science is doing is proving that in fact these habits will determine our experience all experience is preceded by mind led by mind made by mind speaker act with a corrupted mind and suffering follows as the wagon wheel follows the hoof of the ox the way that we think will determine our experience and i love the fact that science is showing today that in fact this is really true and that when we incline the mind towards i don't want to call this positive thinking because it's not positive thinking but towards wholesomeness towards love loving kindness and compassion and qualities like this that nature cooperates you see and <clears throat> this whole uh, research into neuroplasticity is is uh, revealing that this is true because that the parts of the brain that are activated then begin to we can actually change the brain structure by the way that we think so i wish you all to think wonderful thoughts and to uh and to i'm going to read it one last time because i love this hatred never ends through hatred by non hate alone does it end this is an ancient truth so if we want to live that way <laughs> watch the habits of your mind thank you